Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Hey there, this is Cam again, your host of the Render Podcast, and I'm excited to give you a little bonus episode this week. And here it is. We are going to talk about SEO. Yes, search engine optimization. I know you might be thinking SEO is for, you know, small business owners. And if you are a small business owner, tune in, take out a notebook, write some things down, And in addition, you might also be thinking, can't I just hire for that? Or can I just upload a couple uh, keywords or images to my website or just add a little copy and I'm good? Well, yeah, you could do that. You could hire someone, but I am here to give you a few quick tips on how to really do that on your own and not waste thousands of dollars, either monthly or quarterly or yearly. So let's just dive right in. Are you ready? Do you have your notebook out? Do you have your notes section on your phone out? Here we go. Let's dive in. All right. So if you are a creative, you should have a website. Doesn't matter what you do. You should have a website because that's how Google recognizes you. That's how Google recognizes that you are a legit business. So if you do not have a website right now, here's your first thing to do. Go get a website. It's not that hard. You could go to uh, Squarespace. You could go to Wix. You could go to Show It, which is our favorite platform. Doesn't matter where. Do a pros and cons list like we always teach and go get yourself a little website. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I would say starting out, Squarespace is probably your easiest bet. Um, we like show it for a few different reasons, but I encourage you to check out a few different ones and then make a pros and cons list and decide which one is going to be best for you right now, but also what is going to be best for you long term. All right, so go get yourself a website. The way that you do SEO is mainly through your website, but there's plenty of other ways to do SEO um, outside of your website. So we're going to talk about all of those things here today. So get ready. Let's go. So the first thing when you have a website, most websites are going to have some sort of area where they have SEO. If you have WordPress, you likely have to do a plugin. I recommend Yoast for WordPress, I think it's a great option. Um, If you have WordPress, if you have Show It, there is a built-in SEO function on each of the pages. If you have Squarespace, same thing, There um, there is a little place for SEO on those pages. I will say from my experience being in business for the last 10 years, I have had a Squarespace site, I've had a Wix site, I've had WordPress and Show It. Show It is a um is is integrated with WordPress and if you have a blog, which since we're talking about SEO, you should have a blog. If you have a blog and you have Show It, you do have to have WordPress to host your blog at. 
um, if that makes sense. So those two are linked. And I will say in my experience that between all of those platforms, I would say WordPress and ShowIt are the best ones when it comes to SEO and the user-friendly side of SEO. That's just my opinion. Um, Squarespace doesn't have as much functionality when it comes to SEO. You really have to kind of code for that. And that's a whole nother language that I do not know. Um, So this is not an episode about coding. But I will say that in my opinion, I think that the uh, WordPress and ShowIt are the best when it comes to SEO. Um, Wix, I had a Wix site back in 2010 through like 2014. And so I'm sure plenty has changed since then when it comes to SEO and just functionality overall. Hey there, are you a loyal listener of the Render Podcast? Do you love hearing from us each week? Well, we are bringing you opportunities to dive in deeper and get more out of this podcast. Starting at only $5 per month, you can unlock goodies like early access to podcast episodes and private Ask Me Anything sessions. Well, to learn more about how you can support this podcast and get some benefits while you're at it, head to patreon.com backslash render educate. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash R-E-N-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A-T-E. Patreon.com backslash render educate. All right, back to the episode. So that's just my opinion. Um, doesn't matter where you go, though. Though When you go to SEO, this is what you're going to need to do. So let's talk about ShowIt and WordPress first off because that's what I use and I know it the best right now. So when you are on a ShowIt platform, each of the pages will have a little sidebar on the right-hand side, and it says SEO advanced, I think, or something. And then if you're on WordPress, there is a plugin, like I said, Yoast SEO, Y-O-A-S-T, Yoast SEO, is one of my favorites, and each page will have an area where it will, it's kind of cute when it's green, but it's kind of cute because it has like this red, green, and orange that lets you know, like, you know, red light, green light. Um, Green is obviously a good thing to have. You should have green on all of your SEO uh, readabilities and all that. But um, nonetheless, I digress from that. So it doesn't really matter where you're doing your SEO, but the things that do matter are going to be your keywords and your meta descriptions. Those are your two number ones. Your third thing that you want to pay attention to is your photos and how they are named and uh, the descriptions on your photos as well that are on your website. And every single photo on your website should uh, should be having a, a title to it or a name to it because someone could easily take that photo, save as on their computer. And you want to be able to get in front of that and not have it just be like, IMG underscore 5632. You want it to say your business and then what the photo actually is. All right. Um, when it comes to your meta descriptions, this is something that you need to make sure keywords are in this description 
and it's easy for Google to kind of comb through that and pull out some keywords. So if you own a rental company like mine and on your homepage, which your homepage is your number one SEO searchability, searchability, that's not a word, your search, searchable um, page. So make sure your homepage has a really great meta description and keywords and all that. But if we're talking about your homepage and you own a rental company like mine, which I know a lot of our listeners do, you're going to want to have that to one, have your business name in it, two, have whatever um, rentals are called in your area, whether they be specialty rentals, vintage rentals, whatever you kind of do, you want to have some specifics around that. And then if you do anything else like styling or event design or floral or anything like that, you want to have what you do specifically in there and then where you do it as well. So all of your meta descriptions. So for mine, I'm in Dallas. And so I always have Dallas and DFW in my meta descriptions along with my keywords as well. So you want to make sure that your name of your business, what you do in a one or two word um, you know, description, and you want your location. Super, super important. And that should be in almost every uh, web page that you have. However, it should, it should change slightly. Google sees, Google's super smart. So um, they will see that if you have the same meta description for every single page on your website, that's going to kind of be a red flag. And so make sure that you don't have the exact same for everyone. However, you have some of those keywords, um, you know, being throughout. The other thing is your meta keywords. These are really important. And I like to think of them similar to like hashtags. This is searchable things. And so when you start doing your keywords, you're going to want to put on your client hat. So if you were your client, not to say that you are your client, like sometimes I don't think I'm my own client for my business, um, depending on what the event is specifically. However, I will say that um, you knew, you do need to put on your client's hat for a second when you're doing this keyword search. So if you own a rental company and you um, rent lounge furniture, for example, or you rent tables and chairs or tablecloths or tableware, whatever it is that you rent, you're going to want to put on your client's hat and you're going to want to say, if I were my client, what would I be searching to find these things? So if you have product pages, um, I was just looking the other night, for example, for some wooden chargers. Um, my brother is getting married this week, which is super exciting. And um, I was looking for some wooden chargers for his wedding or for the rehearsal dinner for my mom, and I just typed in wood wooden chargers DFW rentals or something like that, and nothing came up. And so being that I'm a um, rental business coach in the DFW area, I just kind of started going one by one by one by one, all the rental companies that I know here in the DFW area, trying to find these wooden uh, chargers for the rehearsal dinner and couldn't find it. It took me, I think, eight different rental companies to go through before I finally found them. However, if that rental company had on their meta descriptions for that specific product and thought about, hey, if my client wants to rent these wooden 
chargers, what would they be searching? Well, they'd probably be searching wooden chargers, wooden chargers DFW, wooden chargers Dallas, wooden chargers rentals, you know, all the different things that someone could be searching. There is nothing that says that you can't have too many keywords out there. The more keywords, actually, the better. Obviously, you don't want like 300 keywords or 100 keywords, but you also don't want two keywords either. You want to make sure that you have as many keywords as possible for this product without repeating yourself either. So every little different type of word. If you are in a location, which I don't know why I said that, everybody's in a location, but if you're in a location, you want to make sure that every type of word for your city is mentioned. So I say that because I live in Dallas, Fort Worth, DFW. Those are three different ways to describe this area. And so every single thing that I have, anything that has a um, location attached to it, I'm going to have that same word plus the location three different times. So let's say wooden chargers, DFW, wooden chargers, Dallas, and wooden, wooden, wooden chargers, Fort Worth are all going to be different ones. So I hope that makes sense. It doesn't matter where you live, but if there is multiple ways to describe the city that you're in, or maybe two hub spots in your city, or maybe you um, serve multiple different cities, you want to make sure that those are in those keywords and your meta descriptions. And then I also mentioned that you need to have um, your images have the name or what it is in the image as the title. Instead of just being IMG underscore 8653, you need to have it say render events, um, sofas, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You can also apply everything that I'm saying to any type of business. It doesn't matter what it is. I usually teach creative businesses, so it really doesn't matter, like I said, what... Um, what you put for those things. It just matters that you have your keywords, um, your meta descriptions, and your photos have those descriptions um, descriptions on it and not just like IMG362. Um, the other thing that we want to talk about, not only just in your website and the back end side of it, is the front side of your website. Your website should visually be appealing. Look up any a website that is well-known, it's likely going to look very um, up-to-date. It's going to look very 2020, 2021, whatever it is. You're going to want to make sure that your website is up to par visually as well. I have so many people that I teach and I'm not going to call anyone out, but there are some websites that I've seen out of all my students that um, they either don't have a website or their website is outdated. There are simple tweaks that you can make, such as colors, fonts, and just images to be able to make your website look a little bit more cleaner and more up-to-date. So I encourage you to make sure it's up-to-date and that you have a website, but making sure it looks well, um, the images are very um, descriptive of what you do your wording on your website, your homepage, here's something that you might not know is that Google, which is the number one place that people will go to search things. Google has um, a thing where they comb everybody's website and they're looking for 
words, keywords in your website copy. So copy is another word for um, words or text, but in your website copy, you need to have that um, first paragraph that describes what you are as a business as close to the top of your homepage as humanly possible without, of course, you know, sacrificing design of your company in your website. But you want to make sure that that is like number one primo spot on your website because Google searches by uh, copy and as quickly as they can get to that copy as possible. All right. So if you have copy on your homepage, don't have it at the very bottom. It's great if you want to do like a header image or something like that. That's not going to make a huge difference because they're only having to go through your header, your image, and then copy. But you don't want to have your copy all the way at the bottom. And then the worst thing is if you don't have any copy on your homepage, if it's just images. So make sure you have some sort of copy on your website. Um, the other thing we're going to talk about, so that's all about website. We're going to talk about backlinks and your social media strategy as well. Go listen to episode 31 about marketing for your rental business. Super important. I talked about a lot of tips when it comes to the actual marketing side of that. But the other thing when it comes to SEO is you want to have backlinks. So you want to make sure that you're doing either styled shoots or things that you're getting featured on blogs to where they feature back to your website. Backlinks are going to be really good for you because one, you're being in an, another audience that you might not be in already and they're learning of you. But also Google really loves when you have lots of backlinks because it's kind of solidifying you as a business. And so make sure you update those uh, backlinks and you add as many as possible from other websites. So for example, if I were to have a styled shoot on uh, Style Me Pretty, that would be a backlink as long as they link to my website. And what I'm going to want them to link to is either my blog post of that blog post, or I'm going to want them to link to my homepage or the specific product that I have. Um, in addition to that, having every single image on your website on Pinterest, all right? I know you might be thinking, but Cam, I have so many images. That's going to take forever. Yeah, you're right. It is going to take forever. But it's important that you have those on, on Pinterest because people, when they're planning their events or they're doing anything in the creative industry, they're going to go to Pinterest. And Pinterest is likely where your ideal client is. If you are listening to this podcast, you are a creative business owner. Whether you own a company in the events industry, you're an artist, you're a painter, you are an Etsy shop owner, you likely have a creative thing that you do and images show off what you do. So you want to make sure literally every single image you have on your website needs to be on Pinterest and link back to your website. That is going to be one, it's additional backlinks for Google to search, but two, it's more images pointing people back to your website. Don't point them to Instagram. Number one rule when you are posting to Pinterest and adding pins, do not point to Instagram. Point to your website, all right? Point to the website. Get yourself a website, get yourself some Pinterest images and point it back there. Um, Instagram is great. You're going to want to make sure that you have a um, link on there to go back to your website. Again, it's another backlink. We have on our Instagram, 
We have, uh, I believe it's therender.co backslash Instagram, or maybe it's render events backslash Instagram. Um, but we have our own hidden page on our website that we put on to Instagram instead of Linktree because one, we can switch those out as much as possible, but two, we can brand that and they're already on our website. So it's easy to navigate as well. And so that counts for another backlink. Um, same thing with LinkedIn, same thing with Facebook. You're going to want to backlink to those uh, different platforms and then make some posts about any blog posts that you might have. Any piece of content really should go to as many social platforms as possible, linking right back to those. Um, let's talk blogging for a second. You might be thinking, but I'm not a creative writer. I don't love writing. Hey, that's okay. I didn't love writing 10 years ago when I started my business. I didn't love writing five years ago when I was five years into business. But I have to get good at writing. And to be completely honest, people like to read things that makes it feel like you're just sitting across the table at a coffee shop and just chit-chatting it up. So don't make it too formal. Um, Make sure you're making it relatable as well and you're actually putting out content. I believe that... Yes, done is better than perfect, but I also believe that having content out there, you should have something valuable in your content and not just making content just to make content, all right? Um, You're going to want some images on there to link back to to Pinterest when you write a blog post. And I would say, as far as um, how much you should put out a blog post, at very minimum, once a month, at very minimum. That's 12 blog posts a year. You can sit down and write 12 blog posts in one day and be done for the entire year. If you are an overachiever like me and you might be an Enneagram 3 like me, you will likely want to do it more than just once a month. So I would say at max like twice a week. I don't think you need to have that many blog posts like once a day unless you are in a creative writing space, then sure. But we do once a week and we usually link it to whatever our um, whatever our podcast episode is about or if we have a big announcement or if we have a specific product that we want to show off. But we do a blog post every single week. You can go to our website and check it out. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, it's just the render.co backslash blog, but you want to have some content, um, that's going to help with your SEO when it comes to Google, but then you can also link back to it on Pinterest, on Instagram, all over the interwebs. All right. That's what I have for you for SEO. I hope that this has been a helpful podcast episode. I wanted to make it quick, relatable, and that you could just take some of these key things and go use them for your business. So I hope it's been helpful. If you loved something in this episode, please screenshot it, share it on Instagram and tag us at the render educate. We would love to see you enjoying our podcast. We do this completely for free every single week for you. Sometimes like this week, we do it twice a week. So I would love for you to uh, share about it. And then while you get a chance, go and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us how much you love it. It really helps other people who want to listen to the podcast understand that it is a good one. So I hope that you've enjoyed this. We'll talk to you later. 
Have a fantastic week. Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Remember, we are here every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Apple and Spotify. But if you want to join us over in the Instagram world at The Render Podcast, we would love that. We like to catch you up on what's coming up next. And if you didn't know, we will show up live on Fridays at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time to unpack this episode just a bit further. We also just genuinely want to connect with you. So I want to see you over there on Instagram. But hey, if you liked this episode, would you mind leaving a quick review on Apple? Apple likes to see it when their listeners engage by leaving a review so more can hear about this podcast. So right now I'm asking you to leave a quick review. I'd also love to see what you're loving about this podcast and what you want to hear more of. So mention that while you're there. See you soon, friend, in another episode on The Render Podcast.